Hey everybody, this is Nick. And Joe. Uh, and this is not even a bonus episode of Orbiting Ghost Planet. Uh, so today, as we record, is September 20th. And two days ago, on September 18th, Sunday morning, uh, we all received the news uh, that C. Martin Croker, uh, voice of Zorak and Moltar, uh, lead animator and like entirely pivotal member uh, of the Space Ghost, Coast to Coast team, Adult Swim, uh, has passed away unexpectedly and rather suddenly at the age of 54. And we can't just let that go by without saying anything. Clearly, without him, there would not be the Space Ghost that we know and love, the one that brought this show together. Uh, which, for me, is a major part of my life. Uh, And surprisingly, uh, I feel like there's been uh, not a resurgence, but... All the the fans of the show are kind of coming out of the woodwork and expressing their feelings about it with, you know, fan art and stuff. And it's, it's nice to see a group of fans that, like, when when you have fans with something that's older and done, like, there's not really communities for it or anything, it's nice to see us all emerging and coming together and just seeing how many of us there are. Yeah, it's that's the thing. It's just like, being a, a Coast to Coast fan was a lot like, oh, I'm the only crazy one here. But there's just been this weird voice recently of like, no... You're not like we're all hurt by this because we were all fans, even if it, not everyone was outspoken about it, even if it was just sort of like the thing that you used to be a fan of, and there was no reason to talk about it anymore. Like it turns out, fans are, are everywhere, and it's meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, and in his honor, Cartoon Network has put a lot of the Coast to Coast episodes up on their website, so if you're able to, you should watch them and. Enjoy them. It's not all of them, and I'm sure that's uh, a function of the same reason that the DVDs got weird. Just, you know, that many guests, that many licensing contracts. Uh, but there is a lot up there. If it's something that you've been a fan of, it's, it's there for you to enjoy. It's there for you to remember. Because for, for like a lot of us now, this is going to change the way that we appreciate Space Ghosts. I think. Um, And so, while we can't just put up all the space ghosts, we can't even fill the void. What we wanted to say here was that, you know, even though I was a fan at the time, like, I never knew the man. I never really knew anything. You you had an awareness, but even less so than I did at the time. and, And you really didn't start learning and... No, taking notice of Space Ghost until, well, until you started hanging out with me. Yep. Too much. Uh, but I feel like the way that I did know of Clay was, strangely enough, through the commentary tracks on the Space Ghost DVDs. Uh, I've listened to those probably more than anything else since the invention of mp3s the fact that you can recite them from memory for the most part is 
kind of scary. Quite admirable. <laughs> no, you were right the first time. <laughs> so what I've done is sort of as our own little memorial, I've edited together clips from the commentary tracks of Space Coast Coast to Coast that are of and talking about Clay. So um, we're just going to let that roll here. Because what else can you say? Mm-hmm. It's the oldest thing in the universe, man. I'm working in a vacuum for the better part of three years. Who tells All right, me? I'm Dave Willis. I was associate producer on this one. I'm George Lowe. I'm cramped up. Uh, yeah, I'm even more crampy. That's Clay Croker. Clay Croker. Oh, C. Martin to my friends. C. Martin to his friends. Why, your, your audience is your friends. Miss you Jackson, can... if you're nasty. Aren't they allowed and, to call uh, you Clay? And I'm Andy Merrill. I wrote this episode. And I, I drew some of it. But you didn't go by your real name, did you? Uh, no. Uh, Why, Clay? Rex Bullion. Rex Bullion. <laughs> Why, C. Martin, did you not go by your real name? I, I sent Dave a whole list of uh, pseudonyms. <laughs> but why? You're not saying why. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I woke up in a cold sweat about it. But did we discuss the etymology of Rex Bullion? Is that a reference to anything in particular other than soup? It means if you dip him in water, well, I was looking, like a nice Rex broth. No, I was broth. looking for something that had a nice, rich you know, <laughs> tone to it. They blend it special. <laughs> yeah. Lee Merriweather. She's still hot. She had a sense of humor, too. This yeah. was before her stint on uh, All My Children. You know, it's funny that... <laughs> That's frightening that you know uh, that. Yeah. Sense, oh, yeah. Clay has a lot of downtime during the day. <laughs> sense of humor-wise, it's, it's funny that, that Adam West didn't have much of a sense of humor about this episode. No. <laughs> what, was, what was the book, Back to the Bat Cave? Yeah. He really wanted to push. Yeah, we didn't let him out. Because <laughs> where can you find Back to the Bat Cave now other than used eBay. bookstores? They it's eventually made it into a TV as, movie. It's as hard to find They as made it into shoes. a TV movie? Yeah. <laughs> where? What, what network? Uh, CBS aired it in March. Wow. Sweet. Man, Clay <laughs> is the repository of knowledge. If you need to know something, call Clay, and he'll be like, oh, that was uh, William Wallace in 1398. <laughs> I know too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know just enough. Now we, we said before that Clay came up with the Zorak Moltar. Oh, I got credit for that? Yeah, cool. Yeah, back in 66. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when I was four. Idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. He somehow got in with the whole crew. With Alex Toe. <laughs> yeah. Well, and straight could, brainwaves. Because you could do the voices. At four. And he put his yes. cigarette down for one second and <laughs> that said, freaks that me sounds out. Every good, time little boy. <laughs> Every time okay, I won't do it anymore. No, it's okay. Keep doing it. I'm going to get used to it after. I'll do the old one. There you go. Clay got to do these voices because he could do everything that Don Messick could ever do. Right. <laughs> well, half. Some, some Don, some, some Mel Blank. Here, wait, wait. Bonnie, my bubbles! Bonnie! <laughs> no, you're supposed to. Be. <laughs> Sorry, Fred. <laughs> Something I've always been curious about, Clay, about your voice on Zorak. Does it seem like at the time it really caused you some pain to, like, talk from that low in your gut and you've gotten better at it? Or is it still a real strain to do Zorak? Uh, it's gotten a lot easier, and it all stemmed from having to, like, MC this uh, volleyball game at a retreat. Uh, when was that? 97? 97? Yeah, 96, 97, somewhere in there. Yeah, and uh, so I had to, like, do that voice for over two hours. 
But I can remember hanging out in some of these recorded sessions, and you would be really exhausted at the end of doing it because they'd want every line 12 times. Yeah, 12, yeah. more like 25 times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of those old cartoon planets, like, uh, you know, if you hear Zorak, like, in one one scene, it'll be like, uh, yeah, okay, hey, hey, we're having fun here. And then the, ne the next one, it'll be like, yeah, well, um, uh, okay. And, <laughs> right. uh, Space It'd be the four-hour uh, record. But yeah. if you raise your voice, you, it really has to come from, like, down in your stomach, right? Uh, uh, no, it's gotten, <laughs> all gotten better at it. Yeah, there, there's a lot less blood now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but you know, if uh, Clay, except for his ability to do Zorak, Zorak probably wouldn't have been in the show at all. Uh, what do you mean? That sounds like a story. Oh, I remember the days. <laughs> uh, you can't go home again. We were in the Crawford meeting room. Those are the days. Was uh, it that first meeting, or was it the second? So what, you, you said, here's, uh, here's this voice, and, and, and Keith, then you were, like, knocked out by it, or what? Uh, in a nutshell, I always liked Space Ghost when I was a kid. Always thought Zorak was, like, the Joker to Space Ghost Batman. And uh, when it came time for us to uh, do a take on it at Crawford, uh, I was like, well, we got to put villains in the show for conflict. So Mol we had, I knew I wanted Zorak in there, and Moltar, like... Uh, that was the only other cartoon we had. We were like, well, look. So, I mean, it could have well, just as well been Metallus. He could have been the... Tanzit. I always Any I always other wondered. character that was looking into a monitor. Yeah. Like, I always wondered why That's right. it was Moltar and Zorak. And the great debate over which Moltar he is, too. You know? oh, there was, yeah. a, there was yeah. a sitting Moltar. So like there's a, like, there's a whole suit. different design. There yeah. was one, yeah, with a white outfit. Right. Yeah. So there was a Zorak sound that sort of already existed from the Hanna-Barbera days. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was Don Messick. Don Messick, yeah. yeah. And originally, Zorak was done more like that, more like a machine, staccato. <laughs> first two episodes, yeah. Yeah, which uh, I did at first, and then everybody was like, God, you're going to drive people nuts <laughs> if you keep doing that, like we stay on the air. If so. we're not already. Uh, so after a while, it just got, you know, more casual. But if, if you notice in the later episodes, it's like... Uh, They'll be like, well, use your world domination voice. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. People of Earth. <laughs> Go right back into it. Right. So it was acting. Right. right. It was like, this is the real Zorak. The, yeah. the action Zorak was this Zorak acting. And then Moltar is just you with Roy pitching the sound pitching the voice well, down. I, I got the cut of Andy doing Moltar, which was like the bizarre hillbilly. Like, <laughs> okay, space fool. And I gotta I see like, that tape. I've never yeah, seen that. I'll, I'll, I'll dig it up. But I was like, well, okay, what's wrong with that? And then Keith called me up and said, we want you to do a take on Mozart. So I came in. Actually, you called me up and said, can you do Ted Cassidy? <laughs> right. And I was like, yes, Hello, I, can do, Lurch. I can do Ted Cassidy. And then I got in there and uh, started talking like that as Moltar. And they were like, uh, put, put less effort into it. Like, the less effort I put in, the less it sounded like Ted. So then they were like, eh, well, let's just, like, crank it down a little. So a typical Space Ghost record session. I've directed you guys a number of times. Many, many times. Uh, and it can often be tedious and painful. Uh, and we get irritated, and it takes. How long does it take? Well, I think I'm you mean like the more today? annoyed. Yeah. I get the better. Yeah. It is. How two long? Hours. Two, two hours yeah, for, two, two for Space half. Ghost. A little less Although for Zorak and Moltar. Space Ghost would take a little bit longer than a Zorak recorder. Well, I'd have like half. Even though I had two characters, they would equate to half the lines that Space Ghost had. Right. Yeah. And you've got to give Michael Cahill credit for uh, being the, uh, the 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 pioneer for finding your uh, your funny both of your funny outtakes. Oh, and Zorak yeah. did have a lot. I should say you did have a lot of unscripted outtakes uh, for Zorak because even though it wasn't your natural voice, you'd often continue to ramble on as Zorak. 
uh, and make un- off-color, untoward remarks. A, a lot more so as Moltar. I, I, I can say a lot of stuff under my breath as Moltar that, like, just the vocal range of Zorak doesn't allow it. If you say something to the director in a normal conversation, we can use it as a Moltar line, but we can't use it as a Zorak line. Right. I'll tell you, the first time I was, we were showing it up, it was the, uh, I think it was an episode that you wrote, the one with the two boys may not skate together. Oh, that was Sleeper. Actually. Oh, okay. So I was just like talking, like with the Moltar effect on, and I uh, come back from commercial and like there's that whole story about two boys may not skate together. Like, who'd, who'd try that? Who'd have figured? And I just started pouring flop sweat. Because <laughs> like, you didn't know. It must be scary for you guys sometimes. Like well, we right don't know now, what's going to wind up the in the show. show. I mean, you know, seeing the show is always a surprise. Everybody I know that saw those episodes, though, thought that that was some of the funniest stuff in the episode. Really? Well, who knew? So yeah. you've sort of applied your characters, your real-life George Lowe and Clay Croker characters, to the Space Ghost characters. Oh, yeah. So you're turning Inad- into those characters. Inadvertently. Yeah. <laughs> you're morphing into one of the it's, same. It's through osmosis. Yeah. This is one of the first ones where Clay did a lot of extra work, right? Yeah. Uh, this was the first big batch of new animation, yeah. So uh, I think we had uh, pretty much only done new art for episode five and then this one right. after the initial stuff. So uh, some of these scenes where Zorak has gloves that are a different color and he's a different color and stuff. I did those as new scenes so that they would mismatch just like the old scenes. <laughs> right, right. It's a lot more important to us than anybody else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, guess what I do? Can I know, you believe it's, it? It's all exciting to us. <laughs> guess you tell is. people and they're like, who, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Captain Planet? Fool. <laughs> yeah, my dad never even validated it by calling it Cartoon Network. He'd be like, I saw your little deal on your little on your little cartoon carnival. You think that's going to pay for a car? A little ding-dong show you do. I mean, when, when I took the musical episode over, over there on Christmas Day, they were like, uh, I said, yeah, you got to see this new episode. Steve Allen's in it. He was like, not the Steve Allen. I was like, yeah, the Steve Allen. He was like, no way. No way. I was I was most amazed at Clay making Moltar sing on key. Because Moltar's voice is harmonized uh, at least five or six musical notes lower than his actual voice. So it was, I tried doing it and I couldn't do it. So he had to envision the note and, and offset it. I don't know. Somehow he could do it and I was amazed wow. because he could do it right away. This is a nice performance by Clay here. It makes your intentions clear to me. <laughs> Sitting in the control room, waiting for the break, waiting for the break, waiting for the break to come. Shut up! This was our favorite song. This is a great we song. Added, I think that was the last song that we added was Moltar's little song. Thank you, Clay. We'll see you when we get to the Ghost Planet 2.